Welcome to Gross Anatomy. We're live with Gross Anatomy. Yeah, what's wrong? What's you've been on call all week? I know it was my week on call, but but now we're live with Gross Anatomy, eh? We're live with Gross Anatomy podcast, where we explore sights, sounds, smells, and medicine, and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning movies, books, TV. And more. We've uh, interviewed directors. We've interviewed musicians. We've interviewed so many people. Check out all those podcasts. Gross Anatomy Podcast. And there you go. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen, joined by... Lauren Taylor. And we're in the end of the year now. It's December. It's crazy. Yes, and we've had so many guests, but today it's just Dr. Cohen and me. It's just the two of us. (laughs) Make it if we uh, try. Our listeners can't see, but you just, you got to tell me what's going on in the hospital. I just feel like it, it's sucking out your soul right now. What's happening to you? My soul is sucked out. No, it's, um, well, it's a few things. You know, the end of the year is always crazy as a surgeon because people are always trying to get their surgeries done before the end of the year because of deductibles. Right. So everybody wants to get their surgeries done before the end of the year. So there's, there's that. There's that craziness of everybody needing their surgery done by the end of the year. Then, because of COVID, I think we're seeing sicker people who are reluctant to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and we're potentially letting whatever was going on with them fester a little bit. And I think they're finally realizing that they have to get treated. So we're seeing sicker people, it almost seems like, with their disease processes and things. So that's the other thing. And now we're seeing this increased spike or surge in, in uh, COVID cases. And because of that, the hospital is pretty crazy. Um, and it's getting harder and harder to do normal stuff in the hospital when the hospital is so busy with COVID. Right. So, so it's a challenging time uh, right now in the hospital. Um, and yes, the hospitals are seeing surges. Luckily, you know, as a general and cancer surgeon, we luckily um, don't see that much COVID, luckily. But it affects us, and it's around us, um, and it's affecting the hospital census and, and just the workflow and the stress level. But, but personally, luckily, you know, I talk to my colleagues who are on the front line. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the back line of the front line. so. I'm I'm a little protected, but I but I'm dealing with all of the stress and everything related to it. Okay, and remind me, we talked about this. We watched Lennox Hill. Um, there's a podcast episode on it. If people want to look it up called Lennox Hill. It's the Doctor Reality Show on Netflix, and they had a special COVID episode where it showed those special surgeons that don't usually handle like regular, you know, like emergency patients they had to go down to the emergency room and start working with the COVID patients. Has anything happened like that in LA? A little bit. I I mean, um, right now we have a lot of caregivers, so we're okay. We're not stretched that thin, but, but we were, uh, some of us were asked to go get COVID trained and all of that in case they needed us. Um, And I have done surgeries. We, We posted it on Instagram. I have done surgeries wearing the whole PARP gear, you know, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, Ebola suit, um, which is kind of weird and wacky. 
But, um, and while I've been in the ER, I still haven't had to be a COVID doctor just yet. And I'm, I'm hoping at least at our hospital, I'm not going to have to be. We're, we're pretty well staffed in LA in general, doctor wise. Well, that's good because it's hard, it's hard to tell what, what's going down with, on with like another lockdown. And obviously everyone feels for the frontline workers. And I, I feel like that includes you for sure. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the front line, but I'm not the first wave, you know, they talk right. about like, uh, you know, military, the front wave, the first wave, the second wave, the third, I'm probably, you know, the third wave of the front line. So at least right now I'm, I'm protected, you know, dur- during, or, or not seeing so much of it, but, in, but earlier on I was, you know, cause the testing and screening wasn't as good. So we were, you know, treating every patient as if they were a COVID patient. So we were wearing the suits and right. fully gowned up and everything. So it was challenging and it won't surprise me if we get back to that to some degree. And hospitals are now um, limiting cer- certain surgeries that we can do. Certainly any any life-saving stuff has to get done. Um, cancer stuff that can't wait has to get done. And outpatient surgery is still happening, but but elective inpatient surgery isn't happening. You know, like say someone has um, fibroids, maybe that are that are bothering them. A woman has fibroid tumors in the uterus that may need to spend a couple of nights in the hospital or a night in the hospital. They're probably saying to that patient. Um, let's let's wait a few weeks to see where things are like stuff like that that could mm-hmm. possibly wait they they're trying to delay those things so what's going on with the frontline workers like are they still are people still like getting giving them free food free drinks like are they doing anything to try to like lift their spirits what's the latest? everybody's getting free drinks everybody's drunk <laughs> and having having and coffee because Everybody's the Starbucks, getting free. The shots. Starbucks line at your hospital is crazy. That's all the hospital workers seem to want. Yeah, the ER is busy. And I think, um, you know, unfortunately, there's a big amount of fatigue with everybody. Everybody's COVID fatigued. And, and uh, we just have to hang in there. So I don't know. I'm fatigued. We're all fatigued about it. It's, it's, it's enough already. Unfortunately, I think. I think our mentality, our thinking has to change. And I think we have to realize that this might be our life. Mm-hmm. And how do we live in this life um, going forward? Yeah. I think, I think that's reality. The other thing I, you know, I, I was talking to some friends, you know, you're on lockdown. Everybody's on lockdown, you know, for the most part, um, people aren't doing stuff, you know, they're, and they're working from home and remotely. And for me, I haven't changed any of my work. I've been working pretty much, except for that first week or so when things kind of slowed down. Um, I've been working normally. So it's, for me, it's, it's, it's very different. When I talk to people, I realize, oh, wait, your life is totally different. I mean, my life for my kids is different, which I hate and feel terrible for. But I'm working pretty much, it's, it's almost like nothing's That's changed true. for me. You're one of the those professions that has to go into their job, the essential right. people. And it's, yeah. yeah. My it's husband's really, working from home now. Like everyone's just working from home now. And right. Like, and it's, so it's weird for me, you know, when I, then I'll, I'll talk to a friend who I haven't spoken to in a while. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, 
nothing. I'm home. I'm doing nothing. And I'm like, you know, I do, I'm on the phone, I'm on Zooms. And I'm like, oh, right. You know, because for me, I'm running around just as much. And, and I'm, you know, other than the fact that we can't, you know, there's no social life, but mm-hmm. who really had a social life as a surgeon, you know, so. Um, but know. the vaccine's getting rolled out. So hopefully you'll get vaccinated soon. I guess the the problem with the vaccine is, you know, it's it's going to be months, even though it comes out, you know, before. And it, even if it works, it's going to be at least six months, at least mm-hmm. from the time vaccines start, at least, if not more, before enough people have been vaccinated and enough, you know, and we no, feel safe. I, about- I honestly think we should start saying that so people can mentally prepare, because what we've been saying is that it's like Operation Warp Speed, so everyone thinks we'll be fine by like March. And I think we just need to be more honest than that so people can mentally prepare. Yeah, I think best case scenario, it'll be the summer. I think best case scenario. And I, and I think that's being optimistic, but who knows? All right. I guess we'll see. Yeah. You know what's interesting though? You know, there are people, you know, well, a few things. Um, what I find interesting though, is that restaurants, you know, outdoor restaurants are now shut down, mm-hmm. but yet Hollywood film studios. And we're the whole reason we do this is because we love Hollywood and movies right, and TV, right. but they're open. They're, they're making movies. And it blows my mind how, you know, at the end of the day, even though there's um, there's rules, you know, it's kind of like uh, Animal Farm. You know, everybody's created equal, but some are more equal than others, right? George Orwell's Animal Farm mm-hmm. and and money talks, you know, so that's that's where the money is in L.A. So that's why movie studios are open. No, I agree. And I'm obviously torn on a bias level because I, movies are my favorite thing. And I want to. Yeah. And I can't imagine not them not making them for a year. But right. at the same time, I did read that read an article. Maybe that's what you're referring to about a woman who spent 60 to 80 thousand dollars trying to make her restaurant as like covid safe as possible. And then they shut her down again. And she's like next. And now there's like a movie set right next to her. Right next door to her. Yeah. Yeah. I saw her. She has a little clip that she posted. Did you see the clip? I didn't see the clip. I just read the article. But I I felt for her. And of course, our mayor said he felt for her. His heart broke. But he didn't say anything about the movie, the the movie set guidelines and why they were allowed to do it. Right. The thing is, is the, the movie set people, they can't eat, though. Oh, yeah. No? That was a joke. Right? There's, there's no <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. I mean, I know that they're having to pay more money to get, like, tested or COVID set coordinators, but I'm like, but that lady spent a fortune making her restaurant yeah. safe. That's not yeah. fair. Yeah, I, you got to check out the video. Okay. And then, and then the other thing I find interesting and that I think people forget and people don't realize is that um, – everybody's getting COVID testing, you know, that that's like the thing now, you know, there are people who go, you know, once a week I go get COVID tested to make sure I'm okay. And what I think that has to change to some degree is, is that these people are going to get COVID testing or going to get COVID testing because maybe they don't feel so good. And then they find out that they're COVID negative and they go back to their bad behavior because they're COVID negative. True. So, so what I think is important is that if you feel like you're sick and you're going to get COVID testing, A, you probably don't need to get COVID tested, but B, 
if you're sick, you need to pretend you're COVID positive. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's blowing my mind. You know, it's like, just because you're COVID negative, if you're not feeling well, that's the big lesson. And, and I think that's been the problem with society, America in general, is if you're sick, you need to do certain things and be courteous of others. It doesn't matter if it's COVID or flu or a cold or a, you know, some weird upper respiratory thing. If you're sick, if you're not feeling good, doesn't matter what illness you have. You need to certainly, ideally, not go out. But if you are going out, you better have a mask on. You better Purell. You better wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And and that's the that's the problem with society. I think a little bit is is that they weren't doing that. They weren't being courteous. They weren't you know washing their hands enough. They weren't mm-hmm. you know if they sneeze. They weren't covering their mouths. They weren't if they coughed into their hands or mouth, they weren't then going to wash their hands or, or gelling, you know, whatever it is. So, so I think the lesson is just because you're COVID negative doesn't mean you could go out and be irresponsible. Um, I think that's a great point. And people need to hear that. I hope people are listening because yeah, I mean, I saw it today at the grocery store. People were just acting like we weren't in lockdown and the coronavirus didn't exist. Right. And probably that person, tested COVID negative oh, yesterday right. and they're like, oh, I could go out and seize on people. Right. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting to be a lot. So I agree. Yeah. If you need to go and also if you need to go get COVID tested every week, you're probably not doing something right. You're probably not right. taking the precautions that you're supposed to be taking. I know. I know. So, so what are we talking about today other than COVID, which is what all we tend to talk about these days. No, I think we've been pretty good. We've had a lot of good interviews and non-COVID stuff, but just since it's all in the news, since it's ramping back up the positivity rates, yeah. we, I wanted to know what was going on with you in the hospital. So I'm glad to see that you're okay. Thank um, you. So far, I'm okay. You know what else is coming up this week? What? My birthday. <gasps> Your birthday. Is that why you're down too? You're not down. You're up. No. No, I'm actually not down about it. I was down last year when I turned 50. Now I'm turning 51. So the reality of the end of my life has already happened. So, so uh, I'm let's fine. Let's talk about the possibilities of your birthday party. Your wife already had a tie-dye family birthday party for your daughter. What did the other daughter get? What, what can they do for your birthday? Hopefully something. I'm sure she'll think of something creative. Maybe give our audience. I don't know. I, I, I think, you know what else happens the night of my birthday? The oh. first night of Hanukkah. I was going to say Hanukkah. So it's going to be a combined Hanukkah birthday dinner, and we're going to eat latkes. You know what latkes are? No, I don't think potato so. pancakes. Oh, I do know what latkes are. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. we're going to eat potato pancakes, and okay. we're going to spin the dreidel and light the menorah, and we're going to sing Adam Sandler songs. <laughs> Does he have more than one Hanukkah song? Yeah, there's like three or four versions now. Oh, really? Yeah, I do, I yeah. do love that song. The Hanukkah song is great. Love the Hanukkah song. Well, I think that sounds fun. So do you yeah. feel like people, um, I know someone with like their birthday on Christmas Eve, they always get kind of gypped because it's so close to the holidays. Do you feel the same way about that? No, I love it. I love that my birthdays because it just feels extra festive. Okay. So I've always loved when my birthday falls on Hanukkah. It doesn't always, it, it's not that often, but, but for me, it feels like extra fest, festive, you know? Well, ho- happy almost birthday 
Did Thank are you, you guys a? I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just curious because I've only seen this in TV shows where Jewish families also have a Christmas tree. Do you guys also have a Christmas? No, that's tree? not at all offensive. Okay, you know that's a fam. That's actually a family. My family, my wife and I, and kid debate. It's an odd because my wife grew up. They call it a Hanukkah bush, not oh. a Christmas tree. They grew up with a with a Christmas tree that they called a Hanukkah bush to justify oh. having a Christmas tree. I like that. So, but I don't. So you I'm don't very know. anti. I'm very anti Christmas tree on Christmas in 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 my home. Okay. I love Christmas trees. I think they're great. Yeah. But I but I don't think it belongs in my home. Okay. As a Han- and I I I don't, wouldn't want a Hanukkah bush and and I hate to say, I just I don't know. No, I was I was wondering how you felt about that, but I never know. I, I don't, if I'm so, supposed to talk about certain topics or not. So <laughs> yeah, it's an ongoing debate in my family. You know, yeah, they're yeah. like, "Oh, why can't we get a Christmas tree?" I'm like, "We could get it after Christmas. We could have a tree. You know, we could get one in January, February, but we're not having one because as much as it's a secular holiday at this point in time, it just it just doesn't feel right for me." No, yeah, I get that. We were gonna talk about people of the year. People Magazine named their People of the Year. Um, one of which was someone you wanted to talk about, Selena Gomez. Right. She was one of the four people nominated. Um, and I, and I, don't, I don't remember what I texted you because I heard something on the radio about her. Do you remember what it was? Um, well, it could be that she's one of the four People of the Year. No, there was some like in bad, t- there was something, you know, Selena Gomez had a liver transplant. Yeah. Oh, no, a kidney, kid, kidney transplant. Sorry. She had a kidney transplant because she had an autoimmune disorder, I believe. Um, yeah, she has lupus. Lupus, I think. Lupus, mm-hmm. yeah. And she wound up needing a, a, a kidney transplant. And there was some comment in the media uh, on this TV show, Saved by the Bell, I heard, right? Do you, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about or no? I do know what you're talking about. I um, just did some research on her and why she was nominating what she was doing. And that, that came up. So Saved by the Bell has been rebooted. I have not seen it, but I did watch Saved by the Bell when it was on back in the day, but the reboot, I guess the joke received criticism from social media users who perceived them as offensive and disrespectful joke was about like, who was her kidney transplant donor? I don't know what the joke was. They've removed the joke. It says two jokes were made regarding the identity of a kidney donor. So maybe they just mm. made up different people about it, even though it wasn't reality was her friend that donated the kidney, which is amazing that a young girl gave her kidney up for her friend. So yeah. I guess it was just in bad taste, but I don't, I don't know. I guess you shouldn't joke about kidney donors. No. And I don't really know what happened. I just, um, just kind of weird that, that, that happened. Interestingly, uh, as a side note, I never saw Saved by the Bell, but the actress, Elizabeth Berkeley, right? Yeah. Is one of the actresses. Her brother is a doctor and a friend of mine. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So he's a doctor in the community. We're buddies. Um, he's a neurologist and a pain doctor. Really good guy. Um, and, uh, you know, three degrees of separation there. So, so yeah. interestingly, the brother of Elizabeth Berkeley. So, yeah, well, shout, she, out, shout out to the Berkleys. She is in the reboot, which I would watch because um, uh, a creator or one of 
the writers, not the creator of 30 Rock, Rock um, wrote the reboot, which I think 30 Rock is genius. So I'm sure it is funny. Does 30 I guess, Rock Rock? Yes, it does. But I guess that whatever joke was offensive. But Peacock Universal Television said they're going to make a donation to Selena Gomez's charity to help make up for it. She has the Selena Gomez Fund for Lupus Research at USC. Hmm. So, and they made I mean, it all go away. I guess so. Um, so yeah. that's another reason she's one of like the people of the year. Um, she launched Rare Beauty, which I don't know what be- that's a makeup brand. Maybe your daughters know what it is. So with the goal of raising a hundred million in ten years to help give people access to mental health services as well. Because oh wow, that's great. She struggled with mental health, so that's awesome that she's doing something great with her makeup brand. And I'm sure, she will mm-hmm. make that money. So that's why she was one of the four people of the year. And then I, th- I think you and I were the other, were two of them, right? <laughs> no, I think doctors should be. And the doctor that made the list, you can probably guess, which doctor do you think it is that's on people of the year's list? Dr. Jason Cohen. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Exactly. Well, I, did I tell you I invited him to be in our pre-med program, but he, he declined? I, I can't did understand. Did you actually get a response from him? I got a, a response from his uh, number two, from the number two doctor. Yeah, that's nice. Well, at least you got Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. I guess a guy he, named Alton Boss. Ah, well, I guess he already joined Biden's administration, so I guess he'll continue to be busy. So he's on that list for everything he's been doing. George Clooney made the list. I don't really know why. For just being a hot, <laughs> a hot actor guy. Yes, it says he gave a million dollars for COVID-19 relief efforts in Italy, London, and in L.A. You mean a million to each place? I don't know. I didn't say. That's what they just said, why they picked him. And then he gave significant aid to Lebanese charities after the deadly explosion in Beirut in August. I like George Clooney. Yes. Oh, and he's getting Oscar buzz for this movie called Midnight Sky, which I have heard zero about. But they're already writing that he has Oscar buzz for it, which I've never even seen the trailer. But yeah. now, now I'm going to look it up. Midnight, The Midnight Sky. Have you seen the trailer? Okay. Okay. So that's a movie we might have to look forward to. Regina who else King. Is a person? Oh, I like her. Who is just, she just won another Emmy. She's an Oscar winner. I'm sure she's going to get from, a uh, someday. To me, Regina King is always going to be, um, what's the Tom Cruise movie? Show Me the Money. Oh, she's so good in that. Um, Jerry Maguire. I love Jerry Maguire. She's always going to be Jerry Maguire to me. Mm-hmm. I love her. Agreed. So she directed a movie called One Night in Miami that's premiering on Christmas Day. So that's a movie to look mm-hmm. forward to, too. And she's just been active in getting out the vote. So I think... All of her talent and... What vote? I know. I kind of want to forget all about it, too. Let's not talk about voting anymore. Yeah, so that's the four people. And then I was wondering who you think should be on the list. Obviously, besides... And and me and you? Yeah. I think they should have just put, like, all doctors on the list or all hospital workers. I agree. All nurses and doctors, I think so. I have no idea who should be on that list. Is it people of the year or entertainers of the year? It says people of the year, but of course it's just celebrities and Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci has basically achieved celebrity status at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't want to say anything politically incorrect, so I'm not going to comment. (laughs) Okay. Um, 
I was thinking Dolly Parton because mm-hmm. she's donated a lot of money for research for COVID. And one of those uh, vaccines she donated to is apparently working. So, yeah. well, if we couldn't put all healthcare workers, if you had to say like person of the year, just based on a movie or television show, just based on their acting ability, who do you think stole the show? Is there anyone that comes to mind? You know, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, I was so out of it. I know you're so busy. Oh, it's just such a weird year. So I don't know. The Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel like Baby Yoda being people's choice for person of the year would just make everyone happy. It seems. I think so. Wouldn't cause any controversy. Just put him on the cover. No, I think so. I think Baby Yoda should be person of the year. I think that's a great one. Um, yeah. Just give it to Baby Yoda. Everyone's happy. Yeah. So we started watching, I watched the first two episodes of season four of Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. I saw that was like on the top 10 list um, that they had new episodes. How was the season? And and so I watched it. My wife was willing to watch it. We watched it together and she really hasn't seen, I don't know if she's seen, she may have seen a few of the first season episodes. And so she's not totally getting it. She's a little you know, whatever. She's like, how is this? You know, but, but she does appreciate the fact of what I really see in it, which is the whole show is about normalizing what happens in puberty and, and sexuality and sexual awakening during that crazy period of our lives. And that's what I think is so great and brilliant about the show. And I think she agrees with it too, you know, because it's talking about all the crazy stuff that happens to um, tweens and teenagers and all the stuff that they think about. And it normalizes it and really lets these kids know that everybody to some degree is going through that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really think, you know, I've only seen two episodes and I just think it's, they're brilliant. Yeah. Really? Well, you've seen all the episodes, but just two of the new two episodes of season four. yeah. Yeah. I right. think they're brilliant. The I'm just, and people think I'm crazy when I tell them. I don't well, think. Kids, I mean, Maya Rudolph just won an Emmy for her voice performance on that show, or whatever. I don't know what the my category. Kids are embarrassed that I, my teenagers are embarrassed that I watch it, but I really think that it gives these kids permission to realize that they're okay. And oh, I that, think that's, that's what I like about it. Fantastic, and I I think that you're right. So, I mean, I haven't watched as much of it as you, but yeah. I got, I went, uh, I finally finished The Crown. So that's, that's I want to watch, I want to watch the new season because I heard the music in it. It's all 80s. The music's great. And, you know, because I'm a big 80s music fan. Oh, yeah. There's um, a Billy Joel dance sequence with Princess Diana. It's pretty great. And there's some Duran Duran and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. I want to watch it for the music. Those are probably like the best TV actors of like shows that are on right now. They're really good. But the other thing, oh, interestingly, Seth Rogen is in season four of uh, Big Mouth. He seems like he would fit perfectly. Exactly. So the other thing that's new in my life is my wife for my birthday got me and the family a Peloton. Nice. Yeah, we posted about it. So we did. It's explain it. I mean, I know that commercial that went wrong, which I didn't really think was a big deal, but it's basically it's what? It's a it's a treadmill, but better. 
I don't know the commercial. That's how they got to, I mean, it's kind of like, um, it actually ended up, I'm sure being good media for them, but I guess there was a girl, a, a husband bought his wife one and it was basically like, you know, the husband was like demeaning her by like saying she needed to get in shape. So it was like a thing. Oh, He was like the super skinny model that was in the, you know, like it just became an unnecessary thing. Mm. You can find it on YouTube. It wasn't even that bad. But so I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not totally hooked on it yet. I'm, I'm part of me miss, you know, my exercise is walking outside in the morning. So on the one hand, I'm missing going outside because I really like going outside doing my walk. So I think I'm going to mix it up. And on the other hand, I, I don't go out with music or anything. And I, that's what I do, like a lot of good thinking. So I'm not doing mm-hmm. that thinking in the morning. Um, so what is, what makes it so great? Is it like the Peloton? Yeah. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, okay. I, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'm not, I'm not hooked yet. I've, I've done it the th- three days in a row since we've gotten it. So the problem is that's the other thing. There's nowhere to put your phone, you know, like on exercise bicycles and stuff. There's a little ledge where you could put a book or a phone. Mm-hmm. They don't have that built into the Peloton. It's probably deliberate, but there's nowhere to put your phone. Oh, so you so, really focus? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, Gross Anatomy. Uh, welcome to December. Hmm. Um, November is done. I got to get rid of this big giant goatee that I got going on. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.